I'm really glad it finally stopped raining. It's been a downpour since early this morning. I woke up with the sound of massive rain showers outside. And then I took the car to the office. Uh, it's extremely lazy, I know. I should just take my bike. It's better for the environment and healthier. But th- it was just it was so wet. <laughs> and it's a bit chilly. But fortunately, the rain has stopped. You're listening to the walk. And I'm uh, walking outside. And uh, I've worked at the office since um, 10 o'clock. I arrived a little bit too late. And that was because I woke up er- uh, pretty late since, well, that all has to do with the situation of my father. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that he was going to be um, hospitalized and needed treatment for his leg. Um, The arteries in his, I'm not sure if it's his right or left leg, uh, have been blocked off. And uh, that's an overall vascular problem that he has. But it resulted in one of the toes uh, dying off, basically. So he needed urgent treatment. And in addition to that, we noticed that he was very confused, especially the last two weeks. Um, Really didn't make sense anymore in what he said. And he was very restless and uh, um, started to not recognize people anymore. Or also some issues with the medication, so it was. It still is a little bit difficult to determine whether this is uh, uh, dementia or or if it's uh, uh, like what I think they call it, delirium. So it could be induced by wrong medication, or perhaps he took pills that he confused pills with other pills. Or we don't we don't know for sure. Um, but it was very worrisome because all of a sudden uh, he becomes really difficult to uh, to handle and uh, he doesn't understand what's going on so he's falling all the time because he couldn't could barely walk so all of a sudden you know I've been uh, working with the family and with my brother and sister to make arrangements so that at least he uh, well, he can, he can get the treatment, and we put things in motion and try to uh, involve some experts to um, to monitor the situation because none of us lives very close to uh, uh, to my parents' house, so it it requires uh, a lot of coordination. And this morning, my father has uh, been treated. No, actually, this morning he woke up very confused at the hospital he had been treated the day before uh, so yesterday and the operation I think went reasonably well although they still need to do a scan and see if the blood now reaches his entire leg again they also gave us the warning that the the toe that was dying off probably will fall off over time it's kind of weird they didn't they didn't amputate it. They just leave it there. And say, oh, it'll fall off by itself. Okay. <laughs> but my sister is now at the hospital. And she told me that uh, my father is very confused. Um, talks a lot about the past. Uh, falls asleep every three minutes. So it's worrisome. Um, they have been treating him with uh, some uh, medication that will clear up his mind a little bit. 
but that's just symptom uh, symptom uh, treatment, so it doesn't really cure the underlying problem. And it will probably take a while for the doctors to determine what is truly going on. And if he can return home for to you know get back on his feet, or whether uh, his uh, mental state is. Uh, is, is, is lasting longer and then he will probably need to get to a, a special center for uh, for treatment or at least to literally learn to walk again and it's it's all fair it's, it's, uh, what are these kids jeez they startled me they're chasing ducks what are you doing <laughs> poor ducks yelling kids go play video games like normal kids <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> anyway, um, it, I noticed that it, it really occupies my mind, and of course, no wonder. It's my parents. And even though I've uh, seen this happen to a lot of my parishioners over the years that I've worked as a priest, it still feels different when it's your own father that doesn't really recognize people. Well, not everyone, but he, he still recognizes us. But sometimes he's just like, who's, who's that guy with the... With the with the glasses. Well, that's 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 your daughter's husband. Oh, why does he wear glasses? <laughs> Questions like that. Um, I went there this weekend on Sunday to uh, give him the anointment of the sick. Um, I had asked in the previous week if he wanted to receive that sacrament, and and he wanted to. Um, and that was that was good to to be able to celebrate that together. It was a little bit strange <laughs> because right now there were four dogs in the home and loud dogs, very loud, always barking. So there's they have one dog themselves and then a, a friend of my mom has dropped off two other dogs because she was going on vacation. And then my sister also brought their dog, which is also a very aggressive, loud, noisy restless dog so we had four dogs barking all the time and I'm in the meantime I'm I'm trying to you know celebrate this sacrament of the anointment of the sick and every five seconds there's the dog the dogs start to run and bark and uh <laughs> very weird weird experience but anyway we always celebrate uh, our faith in the brokenness of you know reality <laughs> it's often not in a beautiful cathedral that we uh experience our faith but it's it's just in the day-to-day life of people and it's different in every situation anyway I, I, that that day i wished that they all had cats instead of dogs <laughs> i'm starting to become more of a cat person lately a lot less noisy than dogs um so anyway i'll keep you posted and there's not much that i can do right now other than to just wait for the assessment of the doctors and see what uh, what what they will propose um in other news i've been planning my trip to rome i'm very glad that i didn't go this week because originally my idea was to go this week a little bit before pentecost but once the situation with my father started to uh, to worsen I figured, you know, it's this is too short term. Let's not do that. So, instead, I'll be going to I'll be in Rome the week after Pentecost. Currently planning 
coming up with ideas of what to film. So every day I need to make an entire television episode. Um, that requires a lot of planning, uh, which is a bit difficult because it's, you know, it's not next door. And uh, for, for every day I need at least three or four appointments. Um, and I fortunately have a bit of help from uh, a lady who works in Rome and has done production work for us in the past so she can mediate I'm cleaning the streets here on my left with this little machine um, so hopefully I'll be able to since I still have about a week and a half to uh, to arrange for things hopefully that will go smoothly and I'm also trying to to do what I can to put together more television episodes but as usual you know you can wish for things to happen <laughs> and I planned you know perhaps I can do two episodes a week but then you have to wait for people to be available and well sometimes they aren't like I wanted to film in Rotterdam in a community of Dominican friars but now one of the persons that I absolutely wanted to have in the episode is in Spain on a tour or a visit so I'll have to wait for him to return and there are lots of moments that you know lots of things that turn out differently um, so I'm just doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that it's very scattered which I don't really like I, and, and now that my mind is so occupied with the situation of my parents I notice that it's, I have a hard time focusing and being productive in the past, I would have been very frustrated about that. And I would work overtime to still get things done. Um, but thankfully, <laughs> the, the older I get and the more I learn, uh, the more I'm, I'm able to let go and to just take the situation as is. Well, I'll, I'll be a little less productive this week and perhaps next week. But uh, there is margin, there is enough time to uh, compensate for that so I'm not going to worry too much about it and I try to just work the let's say the uh, during office hours and to not work extra to try to fix something that has nothing to do with uh, with my own uh, um, let's say the circumstance I can't change the circumstances so in, instead of trying to, to, to work even harder to fix something that is out of my reach, I, I, I try to just accept it as is and to just work with it and go with the flow and leave the office at 6 o'clock. And fortunately, I have uh, uh, the, the other team members to remind me and to even chase me from the office if I uh, am tempted to, to work overtime. That makes that gives me the opportunity also to, when I'm home, to do fun stuff. To uh, uh, one one of my biggest joys right now is is to do these Lego streams. And just recently, just the other day, I did my first live gaming session, um, and I'm streaming that right now on YouTube. I tried to do it on Facebook as well, but. Uh, the, the services that you need to stream to multiple platforms at once are kind of hard to uh, hard to, to to get going and there are 
you know, if you want certain things and you have to pay a monthly fee, etc. And I'm not there yet. I have a very small community on YouTube that is uh, following my streams. And I will start upgrading the quality of the stream when, when that community grows. But what I do appreciate, and this is something totally unexpected, uh, is, is just the amount of interaction. This is really, for me, a, a new opportunity to evangelize. I, I've, I've got the podcast, and I've been doing that for many years. But as I mentioned many times before, there is a certain ceiling to the, to the amount of people, to the community that you can reach. And it doesn't really help to do more podcasts or to improve the jingles or stuff like that. I've tried so many things, but it doesn't really grow that much. Uh, because discovery is always very difficult in, in the realm of podcasting. I'm approaching the uh, old medieval city gate here with the water of the canals flowing underneath. I'm going to the uh, main square, the new shopping center of the city. Where my um, local movie theater is as well. Um, so the, the, what, what I discover now with uh, YouTube is you reach a totally different demographic. Uh, people from all over the world. It's very international. Like the moment I start building something on Lego, within 10 seconds, I've got, you know, three continents, 15 people from different countries. Um, and this is something that is impossible to do with podcasting. And I enjoy it so much because it's very direct. And what, what I get back from the community is um, that they uh, really appreciate it that I answer to the comments. I, I, I respond to people. I greet them when they come online. Uh, they can ask questions. And this is not just Lego-related. But the more and more uh, the, the visitors start asking questions about faith, about my life as a priest. And I'm very surprised. This is way more than in any other type of communication that I've tried out in the past. And it's also a pretty vibrant group. People are very kind to each other, welcoming. Um, that's also something that I hear a lot from those who participate in those streams. It's like the, the, the atmosphere is so friendly here and um, you are so friendly. <laughs> and we could just, like the other day, that was a beautiful moment. One of the, the regulars uh, that is watching the the stream said uh, we had a discussion with uh, someone else or about faith and about I think about heaven we were talking about heaven and do do pets go to heaven etc so I explained a little bit the Catholic view on 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 heaven and hell and it's not a place with flames but it's you know like the state of a person who has completely rejected love and that causes suffering because we're made to to love and to be loved etc so I explained that and after a while it's one of these people in the chat says well i'm an atheist in your view am i going to hell and i said of course not if you're open to love if you love in in your own life if you care for people then you're doing exactly what heaven is going to be that heaven heaven is living in god's love and whether you believe or not in in god is irrelevant to his existence. You know, the, the existence of God does not depend on our agreement or our understanding. Um, and it's even 
is even better. If we, if we understand God, then it's not God. Because God always kind of goes beyond, transcends what we can grasp and sometimes even what we believe. Um, so it was like talking <laughs> serious theology while building this, what was it? Uh, General Grievous... Uh, circular vehicle something with Obi-Wan Kenobi it's from the prequel so I was not very kind of vaguely rem- remembered the, the vehicle from uh, the second prequel movie The Attack of the Clones but anyway so who would have thought that while building this Star Wars Lego thing <laughs> we would talk theology and so at the end of the stream when I was about to finish it he he uh, thanked me and said I'm so it warms my heart that even though I don't believe in God and I'm thinking in my mind always well right now at the moment um, you you think well you don't you don't you don't think that I'm going to hell I'm thinking what what is happening there it's so that's a great conversation to have and it's it's wonderful to to experience that someone is touched by basically me taking some time to explain what what heaven is in in the Catholic view and 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 also to reach out and to in, instead of condemning people because that's what a lot of people that turned away from faith um, often associate with Christians is that they're very judgmental and very um, strict and uh, condemn anything that is not part of their belief system and I think it, it, it does a tremendous good for, for a lot of the people in the chat and most of them are not Catholic to, uh, to be able to ask questions and to feel that they're just as much welcome as anyone else so for me this is a great, great new discovery of what I can do while at the same time also enjoying it because it's really fun normally I try to kind of keep it within an hour, an hour and a half and because I'm not just talking but I'm also showing, I'm doing something you can, you can just watch me build Lego or play video games um, there's, it, it also makes it much easier to kind of stick around because it's not just you know, me on a soapbox and it's and and what I also love is is it's really audience driven. It's their questions. It's what they are wondering. The the topics that they want to talk about, I talk back, and that makes for a very natural type of conversation. And as I've always believed, um, it is the the foundation of evangelization is friendship. You first need to get to know each other and appreciate each other speak the same language in this case it's Lego um, and and then trust can bu- can can start to build and once there is trust that's when people are feel safe enough to open open up and ask about you know the the, the deeper questions of our existence and then it's so funny <laughs> you're in there with people that are you know adults people older than me as well as 13 year olds kids from Romania and so like one question about well but do you believe uh, in in the existence of heaven and hell uh, will be alternate alternated sometimes sometimes at the same time with a question like um, 
if Obi-Wan Kenobi would, would fight uh, Superman, who would win? You know, questions like that. Or a question that I get every single time is like, who is your favorite Jedi? Um, who is your favorite Sith Lord? Which is your favorite Star Wars movie? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So it's also very diverse and, and, and lively. It's a very lively uh, meeting always. So now that I'm starting to feel that this is, this is, this is something I want to keep doing. Um, and it's, I mean, we're not talking about thousands of views, but a couple of hundred. But it's a very engaged community. And if there's one thing that I've learned over the years is it's much more valuable to have an actively engaged audience that keeps coming back because they enjoy to be in your company than to have anonymous views and big numbers and you know some of these uh, people in the in the YouTube community wonder why I don't monetize the stream and I say well that's that's not my purpose I don't I'm not in this for to to become famous or to make money I don't want to bother you with advertisements every five minutes because that's what you get if you monetize you get these interruptions of the stream but I just want to hang out with you guys and I appreciate you being there and taking your time for me that's that's the reward that's way more valuable than you know the 0.0001 cent I get from from 100 clicks uh, because you know you need to be a, a really successful youtuber and have tens of thousands of followers to make a little bit of money through their advertisement system and I, I think it would break the entire purpose of what I'm doing however nevertheless I'm, I, I do want to work a little bit more on the quality of the stream and especially when I'm streaming the video games I want to be in the picture so I'm, I'm experimenting with the, uh, the software so I'm using uh, OBS but I'm using a for OBS is a like a free streaming program. It's pretty powerful, and it works on basically any system. And there is a fork, that, which is kind of an adaptation of OBS, and you can use that to, um, for instance, create like these nice fancy layouts where my face is appearing in a, in a nice square or a rectangular kind of small TV, and then you can, you can whenever someone like gives you a like or a thumbs up you can put a message in the screen and it will animate it and say hey thank you for the like etc and, and so it, it, I, I'm surprised to, to discover what an industry has been built around this whole concept of video game streaming that I've never tapped into and I'm struggling actually to learn how to do this whereas you know you've got all these these uh, YouTubers and Twitch TV the uh, gamers that are you know they they grew up with that for them it's the simplest thing ever and i'm like oh i don't understand how to do this and how can i make this look better so it's fun it's challenging it challenges me to to both improve what i do it's very very different of course from television production or uh, or, or podcast production so that's fun i'm i'm, I'm challenging myself to to master this and but there is also something that is uh, immediately comes very natural to me and that is to be a good host to to be to create an atmosphere that is positive that makes people smile i mean we we, we joke around we uh and and it's 
is I think that's the ultimate. That's much more important than, let's say, the technicalities or, or what kind of webcam I use and if I'm going to put a green screen behind me or not. What, what truly matters is that everyone who joins the stream feels I'm, I'm, I'm seen. I'm, I, someone cares for the fact that I'm here. I, can, I feel safe enough to ask these questions and I get an answer. And I, th- that, to me, is something that is you know, not dependent on, on the technology. So I'm, I'm going to, to try to improve that over time. Another thing that I wanted to do is, um, since Lego is expensive and I, I'm, st- I'm still building kind of the backlog of the Lego sets that I had in the closet and uh, that need to... Um, that I just, I bought it, for instance, for a minifigure that I wanted to use in a video, but then I never built the set, so I'm, I'm still building those old sets. But, you know, there's going to be a day very soon that I, won't, I will be out of Lego sets to build. What I hope is that I can somehow create, like, a tip jar so that the people that are enjoying this can also help me finance it. And I, I always like to, for my productions to be self-sufficient and... Uh, so it would be really fun if the community that likes the Lego streams could also uh, provide the funds to get a new set and uh, so that I don't have to kind of keep investing, investing, investing and there's no, there's no help from the community. I, I think one of, the, one of the things I've learned with podcasting is that it's got to be communal. If it's just this one-way one street where you as a program maker as a podcaster are the one who's constantly giving but the community doesn't give back then there's probably something wrong with the relationship uh, and when people really appreciate what you do they want to participate and they, they want to have the feeling that, that you do this with their help and that they're part of that community so I'm, I'm pretty convinced that that will that, that will happen um, I'm also eager to try out the gaming streams. It gives me a reason to play video games. And that's not, <laughs> that's not just a, a lame way to justify the time that I spend on playing video games. Because, yes, I like playing video games, but I, I believe that video games, again, is something that I have an affinity with. I'm not a great gamer, not at all. I may not be a very good game streamer. I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to measure me with the, 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 the gamers out there that have been doing this for years and know exactly how to entertain an audience. But it's still another language that I do master a little bit and that can open up an entrance to, uh, to an audience that otherwise would never find my YouTube videos or my, my, um, my podcasts. So it's, it's exciting. And I have to say it is effortless it's really effortless and that is for me also very important that it doesn't feel like work because if it would feel like work and it's, it's, I, I compare this to uh, the, the, what we've tried with the TV show um, you heard me talk about that that we wanted to create a studio and then we would do a live stream right after the show aired on TV and I would just engage the audience and we discovered that that does not work for multiple reasons. The most important one is the audience that watches the TV show 
is not a very active social media audience. They, well, they have Facebook for the grandchildren, but they don't go and chat. <laughs> they have no questions, so there's no interaction. And it, I think what what made it so hard for me to do was that since there was no no demand from the audience, nobody asked me to do those live streams. Um, first of all, there was no audience. People don't, people don't need it, so why would they? And it would put all the effort on me, so I would be wiped out after 25 minutes of streaming because for 25 minutes I was just talking into the void, you know, like with two or three people watching. And that is completely senseless. It doesn't work like that. So what I feel I should do with the TV show is to take the branding of the TV show, which is called Father Roderick Seeks Light, and to create a new community around that, kind of in the same vein, but it should not be an extension of the TV show. It should be something separate. It's something that has value by itself or on its own. And what I would like to try is to reach a younger audience. So my TV show airs in the afternoon and it's most of the people that watch it are old. Why don't I create a YouTube channel around geek culture? Because that's, that's what I'm known for in, uh, among the younger people in the Netherlands. They know me as that Star Wars priest and that guy that you always meet at these fantasy fairs and is always interested in, in, your, in the costumes and, in, and participates in this culture. And that's where I've bonded with a lot of people. Well, why not do something for them? Because they actually want to uh, be in, in, in my company and have questions and we have a common language. But then I, last week, I think I mentioned this already, I was at this uh, meeting of the broadcasting company and turns out that they don't want to to in, uh, get involved in YouTube because they, they see YouTube as a competition. So I keep thinking, if I want to do this, I need to follow my guts. And if I can't do it in the, let's say, in the context of that TV show, I can do it personally. There's nothing wrong with that. The whole world is, is, is YouTubing, you know, on a personal level. So why shouldn't I do that? Good grief. A lot of traffic here in this area. A lot of shops here. And bikes and cars and motorbikes. Very noisy. I'm going to go inside here. This is a, a mall. And the first floor, is typically Dutch, is just for bikes. So this is a parking lot, but it's for bikes here. Literally couple of hundred bikes here because people don't take the car when they go shopping they just take their bike and most bikes have these bags or a crate on the front on the, uh, the steering wheel to, for them to put their uh, to put their uh, their groceries in so that is um, that's something I keep develop- I'm not taking quick steps now I first want to really think this through what do I want is it feasible how much time does it cost to do all these extra things I mean I can do the streaming on YouTube and I can continue to build that community because it is uh, it's effortless and I enjoy doing it and it gives me energy it's so much more fun to do something interactive rather than just watch a movie or, or play a video game by myself but when it comes to this kind of this Dutch YouTube channel 
that will require editing, it will require organization. So do I really want to do that? Is it sustainable in the long run? Or is this just a spur of the moment type of idea? Uh, I'll have to think that through. So I'm um, taking the escalator to the third floor of this building where they have a grocery, a German grocery store, Aldi. I think it's also in uh, some other parts of the world. I need to check out if they have this garbage can that has three... <laughs> I'm trying to become more environmentally conscious, and so at home I'm separating all the garbage. But not, that the, not at the office. We don't do that yet. So I, I, I know that here at Aldi sometimes they have this garbage bin that has three compartments, one for plastics, one for uh, compostable waste, and one for just waste that can't be recycled. So I'm going to take a look inside. And in the meantime, thank you so much for, uh, for listening. Um, there will be an, an episode of the, the, what is called the Father Roderick Show, <laughs> my, my weekly podcast. But for that, I have to be back at the office. So um, I'll just walk back and, and record that real quickly. And I'm actually, I'm already working overtime because uh, it's, what is it, three o'clock in the afternoon? So I shouldn't even be doing this. But if I don't do it now, then you won't have a podcast. We can't have that either. So, all right. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Oh, by the way, thanks to my patrons for supporting me. And if you want to help out, go to patreon.com slash Father Roderick. Thanks. Take care.